this be one of the best moments of your life. You're listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business with Senior Editor Dennis Estopase. Good day. Welcome to the Business Mirror BM Broader Look Podcast. Today we podcast the Broader Look story titled Philippine Exporters Await Fresh Preferential Perks in Trade with the United States. The story was written by Business Mirror reporter Tyrone Jasper Piat and was published on July 8, 2021. For the text version online, please go to the Business Mirror website and search for Broader Look. For the print edition, please read the Business Mirror newspaper. Let's get on with the story. The merchandise exports of the Philippines to the United States have been chugging along on well-oiled gears in recent years. And then a virus from Wuhan, China, formed like a monkey wrench and dented the momentum between the countries. Last year, Manila shipped $10.02 billion worth of exports to Washington, which is 13.4% lower than the $11.57 billion in 2019 amid the overall muted business activities during the pandemic. The United States is considered a major trading partner for the Philippines as evidenced by statistics. But trade engagement between the countries has been supported by the United States Generalized System of Preferences or GSP program as well. The Generalized System of Preferences deal is a unilateral preferential trade arrangement by the United States to 122 Beneficiary Developing Countries or BDCs and least developed beneficiary countries or LDBCs, including the Philippines. The program aims to promote economic growth, development, and trade by providing duty-free market access to about 5,000 products into the United States. However, the program expired on December 31, 2020, and local exporters are waiting for further developments. The U.S. Congress is currently working to reauthorize the program. In an interview with the Business Mirror, Trade Assistant Secretary Alan Gepti emphasized the importance of the country securing a new generalized system of preferences deal from the United States. Mr. Gepti told the Business Mirror that the preferential treatment for Philippine exports has been boding well for the industry, noting that the GSP utilization rate was at 74% in the last two years. In the year 2020, the country is the fifth biggest beneficiary of the U.S. Generalized System of Preferences, a program that provides non-reciprocal duty-free tariff treatment to certain products imported to the United States from designated BDCs after Thailand, Indonesia, Brazil, and Cambodia. Gepti told the Business Mirror this is an important preferential arrangement with the United States taking into account that the U.S. is our third-largest trading partner and second-largest export market. In terms of import sourcing, the United States is the fourth major trading partner of the Philippines. The trade official also pointed out that the U.S.-issued trade perks give local exporters competitive advantage via the other economies. Gepti also emphasized the relevance of being included in the GSP program. It is really important that the Philippines have this preferential arrangement, although it is unilateral, 
But just the same, the Filipino exporters are enjoying comparative advantage with their competitors to the United States market because of the program. The trade official wanted to optimize this preferential arrangement. However, the U.S. GSP now is pending. In the event that the U.S. does not renew its GSP deal with the Philippines, Gepti said Philippine exporters will suffer the consequence of additional financial burden for their exports. The increased trading cost will impact revenues in a way, Mr. Gepti said. But Gepti also noted that Philippine exporters would find it more challenging to navigate among competitors due to a potential hit on competitiveness. Raymond Albert Batak, Philippine Special Trade Representative at Washington, told the Business Mirror there are no clear timelines yet for the U.S. Congress to consider the reauthorization of the Generalized System of Preferences program. Batak said he wanted to note that while the GSP imports should continue to be flagged as such, because once the program is renewed by the U.S. Congress, it usually includes a mechanism where all duties paid will be refunded. If there is one thing Gepti is counting on, it's history. The trade official said that the Philippines' GSP deal has been periodically renewed. If one will have to base that on the historical actions taken by the United States, of course, the Philippine government is hoping that they will continue this GSP preferential arrangement, Gepti said. Gepti underscored as well that the statistics have been proving that the trade relation between the Philippines and its former colonizer is not something to be taken for granted. Gepti believes that the United States is still running with the same policy direction, seeing the Philippines as a strategic trading partner. Gepti added the Philippines has already established trade relations with the United States, and local exporters have established the trust. Batak agrees with Gepti's sentiment. He noted that the Philippines has been a GSP beneficiary since the start of the program. In addition, Batak said that the Philippines is compliant with all the requirements set by the United States, including affording workers' rights and respecting intellectual property, among others. Being a unilateral trade preference program, generalized system of preferences beneficiaries are not in a position to negotiate the program's coverage, requirements, renewal, etc. And all beneficiaries are required to comply with a number of statutory criteria determined by the U.S. government, Batak explained. And exporters remain optimistic. George Barcelon, chairman of the Philippine Exporters Confederation Incorporated, or Phil Export, said he has a positive outlook for the country's export to the United States this year. For one, overall exports grew by 7.6% to $17.56 billion in the first quarter of this year. In March alone, export revenues improved by 31.6% to $6,668 billion. Government data also shows the U.S. and Philippine trade engagement have been steadily growing at least in the past decade. According to government statisticians, the compounded annual growth rate of the total trade between both countries is at 2.4%. Broken down, the compounded annual growth rate for import is 0.6% and for export, 3.9%. The top exports under the USGSP include pneumatic tires of rubber, handbags, insulated electronic conductors, travel and sports bags, electrothermal hairdressing apparatus, 
other cane sugar, and non-alcoholic beverages. Aside from Hong Kong, China, Singapore, and Japan, the United States is a top export destination of the local electronics industry. Electronics comprise bulk or 62% of Manila's total exports. However, according to Phil Exports Barcelona, it will help if the Philippines will address the trade barriers with the United States. He cited geopolitical issues as one of these barriers. The Phil Export official recalled that the Philippines was under fire earlier because of concerns over the extrajudicial killings amid the government's stance to apply violent solutions against players in the illegal drugs trade and use. According to RCBC Chief Economist Michael Ricafort, addressing the trade barriers would be a step in the right direction towards another generalized system of preferences deal with the United States, especially if this would ease the flow of trade between the two countries in view of recent trends of eliminating trade barriers and the harmonization of trade rules or standards in recent years amid various free trade agreements. Earlier this year, the U.S. Trade Representative released its 2021 National Trade Estimate Report on Foreign Trade Barriers. The report, which covers 61 countries, highlights foreign trade barriers to U.S. exports, U.S. foreign direct investment, and U.S. electronic commerce. Batak explained that U.S. law requires the U.S. Trade Representative to submit this report to the President and Congress as an inventory of the most important foreign barriers faced by U.S. exports and investment. The report is generated to enhance domestic awareness of these trade restrictions and to facilitate negotiations aimed at reducing those barriers. Washington, through the U.S. Trade Representative report, expressed worries over the Philippine government's process amid the perceived bias for Filipino-controlled enterprises. The U.S. Trade Representative said in its report that Republic Act 9184, or the Government Procurement Reform Act, specifies minimum Filipino ownership requirements for suppliers and contractors of goods and consulting services, which is 60%, and infrastructure projects, which is 75%. The report noted that domestic goods are also given preferential treatment over imported products in the bid evaluation process. But Gepti explained that the Philippines has always been transparent regarding its rules and regulations on government procurement. Gepti told the Business Mirror that at least the Philippines is an observer in the World Trade Organization for government procurement. Gepti added that trade officials are trying to see what are the rules and the disciplines that they can adopt and see if the same would fit the national interests and policies of the Philippines. The U.S. Trade Representative also flagged the Philippines' Sanitary and Phytosanitary Import Clearance or SPSIC permits for agriculture imports as they see it as hampering trade between the two countries. The United States has raised concerns about the SPSIC permit requirement before the World Trade Organization during the Import Licensing Committee meeting as well as the Committee on Agriculture meeting last year. Washington, in a WTO document dated April 7, also asked the Philippines to explain the rationale behind the SPSIC system and to detail the underlying laws, regulations, and guidelines supporting said requirement. According to the U.S. Trade Representative, this requirement adds costs, complicates the timing of exports, and prevents the rerouting to the Philippines of products intended for other markets but not sold there for commercial reasons. The United States 
trade representative said it also prevents an exporter from reselling an imported product if the importer refuses to accept delivery or abandons the shipment. However, Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez told the Business Mirror that requiring SPSIC permits for agriculture imports is a necessary measure despite the United States tagging it a trade barrier. Lopez said that such permits are needed non-tariff measures to ensure food safety and protect local industry from the entry of plants and animal diseases. The permit should be applied to the extent that it is necessary to protect human, animal, and plant life and should not be used arbitrarily. Secretary Lopez said, noting that standards should be subject to science. The SPSIC permit is not necessarily a trade barrier unless the measures are used unjustifiably, the head of the Department of Trade and Industry explained to the Business Mirror. In the same U.S. Trade Representative report, Washington also expressed alarm on the current intellectual property environment of the country. Despite this, the Philippines has been excluded from the Special 301 Watch List, a rogues list of IP violators, for eight years and cleared of unlicensed software use allegations on the part of the government. The Intellectual Property Rights Enforcement Office, or IEO, of the IPO Philippines for its part, said that the IP concerns raised in the U.S. Trade Representatives' report are not new and that the Philippines has already addressed these issues. The IEO said they disagree with the evaluation. The IEO added, the issues raised against the Philippines are not new and this is despite the fact that the Philippines has already previously responded to and addressed these issues. Nonetheless, the Philippine Intellectual Property Office noted it has been coming up with programs with a whole-of-government approach to resolve the matter at hand. Through its initiative, Congress is now discussing the proposed amendments to the Intellectual Property Code or Republic Act 8293, which will give impetus to enforcement power of the Philippine Intellectual Property Office to address online piracy among others. Parallel to this is the Internet Transactions Bill pending also in Congress, which will address issues on e-commerce including the proliferation of counterfeit and pirated goods online, the IEO said. The Philippine Intellectual Property Office said it also revised the rules on administrative enforcement that governs the jurisdiction and process of the IEO. Earlier this year, the IPO Philippines and the National Telecommunications Commission announced their partnership with several internet service providers to streamline mechanisms in blocking pirated websites. Batak, Philippine Special Trade Representative at Washington, assured that the said concerns over trade barriers between the countries are being tackled through the Bilateral Trade and Investment Agreement or TIFA mechanism. According to Batak, that mechanism, which is part of the United States and the Philippines' long-standing economic relations, aims to resolve issues such as those mentioned in the U.S. Trade Representative report. The Philippines also uses the TIFA mechanism when it wishes to bring up any concerns on bilateral trade issues with the United States. GEPTI, meanwhile, said that the TIFA mechanism is in place as there is no free trade agreement yet between the Philippines and the United States. Under the U.S.-Philippines TIFA, either party may request for consultations on any matter relating to bilateral trade and investment relations, both potential opportunities and even problems. 
The accord noted that requests for consultation shall be accompanied by a written explanation of the subject to be discussed and consultations shall be held within 30 days of the request unless the requesting party agrees to a later date. Consultations will take place initially in the country whose measure or practice is the subject of discussion, according to the agreement. The consultative mechanism also pushes for dispute resolution at the working level, but Manila and Washington may request for a review at a higher level. While the Philippines enjoys the preferential treatment on trading, it is looking for something more permanent to boost the economic cooperation with the United States in the form of a free trade agreement or FTA. Secretary Lopez has expressed hopes to strengthen the relationship beyond the generalized system of preferences and graduate towards an FTA that would provide a long-term rules-based and predictable trade environment for the two countries. An FTA would allow both countries to have wider market access and strengthened partnership for foreign direct investments that can generate more job opportunities. However, a bilateral trade agreement between the United States and the Philippines remains up in the air as the United States recently transitioned to a new administration. Jose Manuel Romualdez, Philippine ambassador to the United States, said in April they are still awaiting the go signal from the United States Department of Commerce on how both parties would proceed with the trade deal discussions. Batak, meanwhile, noted that the Biden administration indicated early on that it would focus on addressing domestic issues first amid the economic slump prompted by the pandemic. There were no pronouncements that no major initiatives will be taken in its first year, including the launch of any new FTA negotiations with any country, Batak added. The Philippines has yet to see major developments on the matter. Hopefully, rust wouldn't cover all the gears of trade between the United States and its long-term ally in the Southeast Asian region. Thank you for listening to the Business Mirror Podcast for a broader look on business. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Business Mirror. Until next time.